People like games. Presents. The at some point in the day show with Solo. What's up, what's up? It's Solo. Welcome back to another evening of Late Night Gaming Talk. Monday, February 24th. As per usual, I'll be covering a few topics of note. A segment which henceforth and has been, but will continually be known as No Scope. And then we'll cap things off with a focus on the Xbox Series X details that were revealed by Phil Spencer in his post. What you can expect from the next generation of gaming. Took a little page out of PlayStation's marketing tactics, but I'll get to that on the back end. Prior to all of that, the social at people like games is a handle for everything the website and the shop plg.gg if you're in new york or if you're in long island or if you're in both this friday we're hosting an event in plain view a new year social tickets on eventbrite come through it'll be fun food booze retro game tournaments etc I suppose with all of that out of the way, it's showtime and given there is yet to be a official sound cue for this we're just gonna keep in random ones and that was uh, seemingly hilarious to me so we're gonna run with it now capcom and square enix have bailed on pax east as well joining sony who announced last week that they wouldn't be going this comes amid the mayor of boston making a public plea to have sony reconsider their stance which now is sort of awkward given that additional companies are pulling out this is also becoming an issue for the gdc and what can you do Next, Activision is going to court to find the Redditor who unveiled details about their upcoming Battle Royale game, Warzone, for them to subpoena Reddit to get to identify the individual who is behind the account is a pretty serious step. I'm going to talk more about that tomorrow, but there is precedent because Epic Games did it two years ago. So next up, more upsetting news, Bethesda, shout out Lilo follows Activision Blizzard in pulling its catalog from NVIDIA GeForce. Following the cloud gaming service, leaving beta and officially unveiling its price point of $5 a month, Activision Blizzard, I assumed, was pulling it because they are in competition through Google, who owns YouTube, which they are signed to a three-year exclusivity deal with. Bethesda is probably doing it because they have their own launching portal, therefore it does it makes sense for them to lose traffic to someone that they probably don't have a monetary deal with at the moment. The GM of NVIDIA did make a post on the NVIDIA blog that noted the company does expect to see more publishers pull their catalogs as well, but he does expect them to come back inevitably. I don't know. It's something I lamented a few episodes back about how the best technology doesn't seem to win because of situations like this. I've been using NVIDIA GeForce for a while. It's an incredible service. It is probably by far the best cloud uh, gaming service available. And now that they are potentially trying to become profitable, the support is being pulled by the publishers. Also speaks to this boom in all of these cloud gaming services that are trying to compete. But this just shines a light on what I've said continually and will happen again and again, which is there's a finite amount of content and an expanding number of potential competitors like Google Stage was having their issue of getting games like it the the powers in the hands of the of the publishers and so without that doesn't matter who you are you get
it fold around. Hopefully NVIDIA GeForce doesn't end up folding as more publishers pull their catalog and can survive through. I just subscribe, so you should too because it's a great product and I'm sure it'll get bought by Google Stadia and will make Google Stadia great if I'm being frankly honest. That's pretty much all for the news that has occurred worth mentioning for the past couple of days. I'm sure there's a bit more, but been a little bit in the event planning bag and therefore have not had as much time to dig the depths that I usually do to get the more curious stories, but you're getting informed regardless. So lastly, we're now getting to the focus. Xbox has unveiled some details through its boss, Phil Spencer, about the Xbox Series X in a post on Xbox Wire titled What You Can Expect from the Next Generation of Gaming. He released a bunch of details that included that it would be using a custom processor leveraging AMD's latest Zen 2 and RDNA 2. It would feature a GPU capable of 12 teraflops of performance. That is for reference two times the One X and eight times the original Xbox One. They also mentioned obviously the buzzword ray tracing and it'll support it. It is still going to be supporting 120 FPS, which was mentioned at the Video Game Awards when it when the Series X was unveiled to the public. Two more things stuck out to me in particular. One was a quick resume, which would allow you to pick up the game from basically anywhere. More or less the feature that the, the Nintendo Switch already has. They both have a software pack now, so I'm sure that piece of information was traded for something Xbox did for them. Then the next feature is Smart Delivery, which will basically mean that if you buy a game for the Xbox One X, you will not have to buy it again for the Series X. However, the problem with that is it is only for Xbox first party titles, the feature that they're trying to expand. Obviously, CD Projekt Red, whose upcoming Cyberpunk 2077 will be on this crop of generation, this crop of uh, consoles, and will probably be re-released for the next generation consoles in a sort of remastered version, said themselves already in a public statement that users who bought it for the One X won't have to buy it again for the Series X. Again, that fucking naming convention, why? It is so bad. But regardless, uh, it is two features, backwards compatibility from the original Xbox to the current generation is something that the PlayStation sold as one of its main features as well to be able to play games from PlayStation 1 to 5. The reason I mentioned that Microsoft was taking from PlayStation's marketing tactics was that they themselves unveiled details about the PlayStation 5 on a random day at random time that didn't really have the preceding humdrum about it. it does take a little momentum away from what they were going to be showcasing at E3 if all the details will be out by then but I'm sure they're going to have a playable version of Halo Infinite by then to sort of really showcase it because the more confident I see Phil Spencer and Microsoft get, the more I'm certain that they feel they have won the upcoming console war already simply by nature of where the technology will be focused. Curious, curious to see what PlayStation is going to bring out with the 5 and how it'll compete on a sort of different version of a playing field given that they're not going to be in a, a Apple to Apple battle with Microsoft anymore, who whose boss Phil Spencer just said last week that they felt that they were more in competition with Google and Amazon. And if that doesn't speak to how, you know, excited they are about what they got in the bag already, then I don't know what would, which that's where sons your competition and PlayStation's not saying anything. 
they just pulled out of packs. And so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. It's worth mentioning. That's all I got. Like I said, the socials at People I Games, the website, plg.gg, upcoming event this Friday. We are going to be going live in March, by the way. So you may potentially be seeing my face. I may not just do a live and just keep putting shit up on YouTube, but making more videos. But maybe, maybe it's better that, hey, maybe people are more curious if they just hear my voice and they're like, who the fuck is this guy? It might be more fun that way. So I might just run it that way continually. And if we get to a million followers on people like games, I'll, I'll show my face. Deal. Hey. All right. Anyway, as always, thank you for listening. Bean.